0: Well, he did it, ladies and gentlemen. Scott avoided being hit by a bus, and he's back for part two of our conversation about 2022's money resolutions, 22 of them for you. We did 11 on the last episode. We've got 11 more queued up today. Scott, what's going on? How are you, my friend?
1: Boy, I had a few close calls, though, Walter. You got to be careful out there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: R- running into a lot of uh, buses in the suburbs of uh, Cleveland, are you?
1: Huh? That, that's right. That's right. They're all over the place. You got to keep your eyes open. That's right.
0: Uh, well, we're glad that you are uh, safe and didn't get hit by that bus. And uh, you're back and ready for another 11 resolutions, I assume? Yes, absolutely.
1: I'm ready to go. All
0: right. If you miss the first 11, honestly, uh, you can listen to this episode and then go back to part one. So don't feel like you've got to go listen to part one first. I think these can pretty much be given to you. In any order. So uh, if you're, if again, you missed that previous one, don't worry about it. Listen to this first, and then you just go back an episode. All right. So uh, we left off after organizing your financial life. And so part of that organization is where we'll pick up in number 12, a small to do list item that's easy to knock off the list if you just take a couple of minutes. And that would be to check your credit. And uh, people can do this for free, right?
1: Absolutely. I know I've gone, uh, I think it's free credit check dot com or, or something but there's a bunch of websites out there i sign up for free they send me an email and you know maybe if i open a new credit card or you know get i bought windows and got a loan you know a 24 months zero percent financing on the windows in the house and i get an email saying is this new account yours or someone checked your credit so it's always just a good idea to keep up with it, and you can get a free report and you can see if maybe there's something on there that's not yours. so it's always a good idea to stay up, up to date with that because if you ever need to you know like buy windows in your house and you want to take advantage of the the financing offers well if if there's something weird on your credit that you didn't know, then you may not be able to take advantage of that.
0: yeah, that's a great point, point. and uh it's such a simple thing to do. It's just like a uh, good housekeeping to pop in and uh, check those things. Don't want that to end up coming back to bite you later on. Something goes on for years and years and you had no idea it was really hurting you financially. So go check that. Right. Uh, Something you can also check in your portfolio and the various different accounts are your fees. Find out what your plan is costing you. And uh, I guess this, this really gets to a conversation about value as well though, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, uh, it's ironic because just Last month, I did, every month I do webinars for, for people. And uh, if you want to get in touch with my monthly webinars, you can just go to our website and sign up for our newsletter and you'll be on the list to, to attend one of our free webinars. But we do them every month. And last month, we talked about the true cost of investing. And uh, you, know, you really need to know. Exactly what you're paying. There's a lot of hidden fees on some of the investments. There's, you know, trading costs and tax costs and all bunch of different things that, that are kind of hidden in there. So not only should you know how much you're paying, like for your financial advisor, and if there's any custodian fees and things like that, but also you need to know what those hidden costs are. And you, you can hop online, Morningstar, or meet with somebody that that can kind of analyze that and give you an idea of what your true costs of your portfolios are.
0: That's a great point, Scott. Fantastic to get this full list for folks. And again, that is a good one. Find out those fees, analyze your value. All that's a great step to take this year. Perhaps you've done some of these resolution items or you're good about doing them every year. Uh, Look for the ones that maybe you haven't implemented in the past, and that'll help move the needle forward for you this year. All right. Something else that you can do in 2022 is to share the wealth, share your knowledge. If you work with a great advisor or you've picked up some helpful financial tips, perhaps from this podcast, again, a little shameless self-promotion here, uh, don't be afraid to share those resources with a family member or a friend or a coworker. Financial literacy, pass it on, is the slogan, Scott.
1: Well, I like that slogan. And, you know, it's kind of a weird thing when it comes to talking about money with friends and family. And people often hesitate because, you know, they're like, well, it's none of their business or anything like that. But you would be surprised how many times people are extremely grateful, whether you you know, refer a great advisor to them or you tell them about something that you saw or you heard or, or maybe one of these resolutions saying, hey, you know what? I was listening to this podcast and I checked my beneficiaries or I... uh you know, looked at, I checked my credit and you should probably look at doing that. I found some weird thing on my credit. So just, you know, don't be afraid to talk to people about finances because people, I mean, a lot of people don't get this knowledge and, and, you know, they're appreciative of when they hear about some good ideas or different things from, from, you know, family or friends.
0: Well, and isn't it really the same as what you do in all other aspects of life? Hey, Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, friend, do you know, not that anyone actually says, hey, friend, but hey, friend, do you know what, uh, you know, we're, we're looking to go to a good Mexican restaurant tonight. Do you have any good suggestions for uh, for our area? Oh, yeah, sure. You got to go check out X, Y, and Z, you know, restaurant um, or stay away from this one. Well, right. it's the same thing with your finances. Like your friends will rely on you and, and be glad that you shared that knowledge and shared uh those helpful relationships and connections just like in other areas of life where we often turn to those closest to us t- for their experiences and their advice so i like
1: that word of word of warning though don't don't say hey you know what i bought this stock and it's done so well yeah <laughs> that's right. true we could I, this I could know. go the bad should, direction right yeah because that could really come back to bite you You know, when they they buy it, it tanks. So uh, that's a good point. That's a good point.
0: Be careful which pieces of advice you are taking. Exactly. Still do your own due diligence through things. That's great. All right. uh, Speaking of sharing the wealth, another great thing to do in 2022. If uh, you're taken care of, you're ready for retirement, you're feeling good about things. Well, how about being charitable? Can you look for donation opportunities out there?
1: Well, you know what I always say: you should donate to charity because you want to donate to that charity first and foremost. That that's the the main priority is say, hey, I you want to donate because now if you can find some tax advantages to making that donation even better. And the way the current tax lo- code set up is that a married couple can deduct only six hundred dollars of charitable deduction. So at least you want to save those receipts, um, because we're not itemizing anymore like we used to. But you know, if you make larger charitable donations, you can kind of pool them together and do them all in one year and then itemize so you can be smart about making those donations. As well as if you're over age 70 and a half, you can do qualified charitable distributions. So that instead of you don't you can take money out of your retirement account and not pay taxes on that money if you donate it to a charity. So what we do with our clients is is on their IRA accounts, we get checkbooks if they're charitably inclined and they do it with a little sticker that says, for charitable contributions only, and then they can write a check right out of their IRA account. But you have to be careful. You got to keep track of it because when you get that 1099 at at the beginning of the year showing what you withdrew from your retirement account last year, it's not going to show what went to charity. So you need to track that part of it.
0: Great points all around, Scott. All right, we're marching through these 22 money resolutions for 2022. We're on the back half of the list now. Number 16, review your tax bracket so you don't get surprised later in the year. Perhaps the laws have changed a little bit, or perhaps it's you whose financial situation has been adjusted. Just make sure you don't get caught off guard here, right?
1: Yeah. You know, I always have a saying, tip your server, not the IRS. So I like that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, tip your <laughs> server, not your IRS, not the IRS. And, and, and that if you just prepare and you have an idea where you're at in your brackets, you, know, you can take a look at, at some opportunities and do some different things to take advantage of that, or maybe try to lower your income a little bit by doing some different things to reduce your tax bracket. And you, you have to realize too that they are marginal tax rates. So if you bump up into the 22% tax bracket, for instance, that doesn't mean you pay 22% on all of your money. It's simply you only pay 22% on the amount you went over. But you know, it's a good idea to kind of know where you're at. And you know, taxes are crazy right now. I mean, every, all the time we're hearing about tax increases. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know, I am a firm believer that I think tax rates have to go up. It's not a political thing. I think that simply we've just spent so much money and we continue to spend so much money and uh, that the government's simply going to need more. And there's only so many places they can grab money from. They can tax dead people with the state taxes. They can, you know, do different things. But eventually it's coming down to us. And it's not just going to be the people making over $400,000 either.
0: Mm, That's a great point, Scott. Again, if you want help with anything we've talked about on the show today or the previous episode, as we cover a lot of ground with these different resolution topics, you can certainly ask your specific questions to Scott one-on-one. Set up a time to visit by going to talktoscott.com. Talktoscott.com. You can schedule time to meet. Whether you've got a smartphone or computer, go ahead and schedule that visit, and uh, you can come in, have a conversation, do it remotely, however is comfortable for you, and uh, get your time on the calendar for a free consultation talktoscott.com is the address to go to. All right, number 17, ask your advisor if a Roth conversion is right for you.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Roth conversion fan, again, because I think tax rates are going up. So if we can take advantage of the low tax rates right now and, and, and pay taxes on some of our IRA money and then move that over into a bucket that now grows tax-free, so that we don't need to pay taxes on it later on at possibly higher rates or have our children pay for it at higher rates, too. It, it could make a lot of sense. And, and that also goes back to knowing your tax bracket and how much room do you have in your bracket to do a conversion? You know, an example is, you know, I just had a client in there the other day. I analyzed their their tax return. They had about $13,000 before they moved up into the next tax bracket, so we converted $13,000 in 2021 over into a Roth so we could take advantage of they they were in the 12% tax bracket. I mean, we're converting at 12%, and if their children inherit that money, I doubt they're going to be in a 12% tax bracket. They're probably going to be in their peak earning years, and their tax bracket's probably going to be double that and that's assuming tax rates stay the same. If they go up, it'll be even worse. So, so if you can take advantage of of doing a Roth conversion and doing it at a low rate, it probably will make some sense. So take a look at it.
0: All right, here's another one for you, Scott. Number 18. Update your paycheck withholdings if you're still working, especially if you've had some major life events happen.
1: Yeah, that you know, this is something I see all the time. And I think people don't understand uh, how the withholdings work sometimes on their paychecks. You know, it's like, do I withhold for zero or five? You know, how yeah. does that give me more withholding yeah, or less zero, withholding?
0: Zero, one, and two, and, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Right. And actually, if if, if you, the higher the number, the less you withhold. So if, if you withhold for five, they're assuming you've got more deductions and write-offs and, and you withhold less. Uh, so... You know, that's something you should check because you don't want to be over withholding because what happens is, you know, that IRS is basically holding your money and not paying you any interest. I know it's nice in April that you file your taxes and then you get a nice big check back for two grand. You're like, woohoo, time to go buy a new TV. It yeah, feel, feels great. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people think of that as kind of like a savings vehicle for them throughout the year. Hey, I could just withhold more. I'm just going to get it back. Well, they don't pay you interest. It's from a financial standpoint, it's smarter to get your withholdings in line with what your tax liability is going to be. And then that you get that extra money in your paycheck and then you save that money and invest it. Even if you put it in a bank and earn .00001, it's better than nothing. So yeah, get, you should definitely try to get those in line because it's an emotional thing where people just love getting that money back in their taxes. but. It's not necessarily a smart financial thing.
0: We're marching our way through the final couple of resolutions here. 22 of them for you for 2022, uh, all money related for the most part. Something else you can do, and it is number 19 on our list, rebalance your portfolio. And now this might be a word that a lot of people don't really know what that means. So this is where they also might want to get some help from an advisor.
1: Yeah. And what rebalancing your portfolio simply is, is that if you've got a mixture of stocks and bonds, just to simplify it in cash, what happens is those stocks, in theory, they're they're higher risk and they're going to grow more than the bonds and the cash will. So eventually what happens is that stock portion gets bigger and bigger and bigger your portfolio. And by default, because of that, you start taking more risk, more risk than you initially had set out to. I know with our clients, we kind of do a, a risk assessment. We get an idea of where they should be. And then what we do is we set up that portfolio. When you rebalance, whether you rebalance quarterly, semi-annually, annually, it sets you back to your risk level that's appropriate for your goals and what you're trying to do. Because a lot of times if you don't touch it, it ends up getting riskier and riskier and riskier because those stocks are growing. Then there's a 30% market correction, and you get hammered a lot more than you thought you were going to. So rebalancing keeps that risk in line and, and, and helps to protect from those big drops in the future.
0: All right, Scott, we are down to the final three of our New Year's resolutions. Number 20, plan out your strategy to transition into retirement. So again, for those of you still working, start to think about the transition into retirement going to be cold turkey, going to do like a part-time job at a different location, or going to work in your current company, but scale back hours. You're seeing more and more of a a mix in this uh, regard, this solution these days, aren't you, Scott?
1: I am. And a lot of that's really this pandemic driven because people are, you know, they were at home. That that certainly accelerated it, didn't it? It has because people are at home. They're enjoying you know, kind of being at home, working from home, and now they got to go back into an office or go back into their job, and they're like, "Man, this stinks." So, so sometimes you know people are able to retire, and then maybe the numbers don't quite you know match up. They maybe they don't have enough saved to fully support their retirement. But what they could do is get a part-time job at the Home Depot or something they enjoy, and, and just you know supplement that income, and their quality of life really increases. So. There's a lot of ways you can slice the retirement pie, but you need to kind of get that plan on how you're going to move into retirement. Uh some people, yeah, just go cold turkey. Some people retire and then get a, a second career, or 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 maybe they just uh, you know, kind of get a part-time job. And a lot of times too, people will retire. And they think they could just do a cold turkey. And then their spouse is driving them crazy. And they, get, they say, I got to get out of here for a little while. So they get a job at the Home Depot just doing something they enjoy.
0: Fantastic. Love it. And uh, neat that people have that kind of flexibility these days, for sure. Yeah. All right. We're down to the final two. Uh, number 21, consolidate your accounts. This is for those who have what? Like worked at eight different jobs throughout their life and and never rolled over those 401ks. And they've just got a whole, a whole plethora of different types of accounts open all over the place.
1: Yeah. I run across this all the time. People come in here and they got, you know, they put a $2,000 IRA one year here. They put another, you know, when, when it used to be a $2,000 contribution limit, I'd see those all the time. They open them in different places. Like you know, like you got a free toaster or something when you open the account, but it's,
0: it's like credit cards, right? You, you sign up an application for, on a credit card to you know get the free stress ball or whatever it is, and exactly you know, all of a sudden you check yeah. your credit report and you're like, when did I get a Snoopy's hot dogs credit card?
1: <laughs> Wait, there's a Snoopy's hot dog somewhere?
0: Yeah, Snoopy's hot dogs. They're uh, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a place, it's a thing. they have, you know it's hot dogs. I mean, people well, rave about it, but it's to me, it's yeah, it's hot dogs yeah so right. it's hard to yeah. mess up hot dogs right i mean of yeah that's right
1: <laughs> I, I do love a good hot dog though it's been
0: that. a while since i've had a hot dog like just a true traditional old hot dog yeah i i i, I usually like splurge I, for like a i don't know something more like a brat
1: yeah oh, i do like the and the poor sausages oh yeah mm. good stuff you know it's got a good hot we're, dog we're, we're totally off track here. yeah yeah and always i mean because i'm always hungry <laughs> uh it's Costco. And those those Costco hot dogs that you really? get there? Really? Okay. Oh, go try that. gosh. Yeah, I just put some mustard. And before the pandemic, they used to have one of those little onion machines. I'm not sure if they have it anymore. Like they have at the stadiums and stuff where you crank out your onions. Uh, but, yeah, I put some onions and mustard on that puppy, and it's good, boy.
0: Oh, that does sound good. I grew up eating so many hot dogs. I think maybe I just burned out on them because that was like my go-to, my the, my family's go-to meal was hot dogs. And when we lived at the beach, like that was what we did on the weekends. We would make a bunch of hot dogs and then put them in tin foil, and then everything would get like melted like a little bit of cheese and ketchup and mustard and then they'd wrap them tightly in these uh tinfoil things we'd go out to the beach and they'd be all kind of soggy and they would all kind of meld together from the sun of walking out to the beach and but you know you're you're on the beach it's hot and just a good hot dog would just taste so good yeah and yeah. nail a couple of those so i don't know well i guess after after a while you just uh
1: you just have enough hot dogs in your life. <laughs> well, before I digress, the other good place with hot dogs is uh, is uh, Five Guys has a good hot dog. Really? I've never tried mm-hmm. their hot dogs. Just yeah, just done the try. burgers, but Yeah, they slice it in half, they 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 grill it on the on the griddle and uh then they like break the bun in half and they make it almost like a sandwich oh okay uh, it, it, i like that and it, yeah it's really good and of course five guys you can get whatever toppings you want on it right. bacon jalapeno onion whatever hmm. so Maybe yeah it's that. quite quite tasty and then they give you but, about eight pounds of uh fries so what's what's better yeah um But no, I mean, the reality is, though, yeah, you you, people collect all these different accounts. You know, they've worked at different jobs. They've got these different uh, 401k plans. They've never moved over. It's hard to keep track of that. Simplify You can combine a lot of those retirement accounts together in the one account, and you can kind of, you know, keep track of everything much easier. And then when you get, you know, when you're 72 and you have to start taking money out, it makes it a lot easier too, because you just got one account with one required minimum distribution. You don't have to figure out all this distributions from different accounts too.
0: All right, Scott. I don't know how we got from consolidating accounts to hot dog eating preferences, but
1: I don't know. But I'm going to Costco when we're done.
0: It was quite the jump. Uh, last but not least, we have made it to resolution number twenty-two, and Drum that roll. is to uh, listen to more episodes. Of this podcast, so you can continue to get smarter about
1: money every day. You know, we actually do take this podcast very seriously. We try to give value to people so that they can, you know, improve their financial situation. And you know, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy educating people. And and yes, somewhat self-serving, right? Because, you know, I would, if you have questions, you can always reach out and I'd be more than happy to help you. But yeah, I mean, I think you can learn a lot of things from this podcast as well as others. There's other good ones out there too.
0: Yeah. We're going to have a lot of good things on tap for 2022. So come back and join us two new episodes every month. So pretty uh, regular content coming your way so you can learn a little bit more about the financial landscape, listen to topics that are important to you, and uh, we are so glad that you are tuned in to the Retirement Toolbox. And like Scott said, if you do have any questions for him, give him a call, 888-742-0111. Uh, we may joke around here on the show, but he certainly takes finances very seriously. We just try to have a little fun talking about the whole thing. 888-742-0111. See if he can have some Costco hot dogs prepped for you when you come in for a visit. and yeah, He Absolutely. Just, just might be able to pull that off. Uh, or you can go to talktoscott.com. Schedule time to meet from your smartphone or computer. Talktoscott.com. Scott, my friend, thank you so much. Appreciate you walking us through these money resolutions and uh, looking forward to what else we have on tap as we march through this new year.
1: It's going to be a great 2022. I can feel it. You got it, my friend.
0: We will chat with you again soon. And thanks to everybody for listening to today's show. We'll see you next time on the Retirement
1: Toolbox. Go Cavs.